0: I was a brownie. Actually, I wasn't really a very good brownie. Um, I perhaps wasn't the best kind of brownie. I didn't have that many badges, actually, because I didn't do all the work. But anyway, I was a brownie, and I did enjoy being a brownie. Okay, I, I wasn't a rainbow, because I'm far too old for rainbows to have been invented. Not in the sky, I don't mean that old, but too old to have the rainbow brownie thing, because I, I don't know when that was, but it's not... 23 years ago, you can work that one out quite easily, so I'm obviously in my 30s. Anyway, so, um, but I enjoyed brownies, and and I mean, I like the kind of things that they did, because they do all sorts of kind of making things, usually involving food, I found, at my brownie pack, which was very good. And I particularly remember brownies for two things, and I mean, I don't have very many memories, because I'm not really very good at remembering stuff, from when I was about seven, really, but I can remember brownies, and I can remember there was a lady there who used to make cakes every week. And we used to buy them for 10 pence and they were a bargain. They were delicious. I can still taste it now. And I think that's probably partly because my mum was never a brownie. And my mum didn't really cook cakes. Not because, you know, she's very healthy. Okay, it's all fruit and vegetables and oily fish and stuff. Well, I didn't last. But anyway, so um, so I used to love going along to brownies. And every week this poor lady made about 40 cakes in aid of the brownies kind of funds and things. Which I thought was really committed. And I do today want to thank all the brownie leaders who make cakes and do all sorts of things. And the guides and the rainbows and the girl guides. Anyway, all of them, for all the hours and hours and hours that they put in. Because they do, don't they? For helping, preparing, and for those who incredibly made cakes as well when I was a brownie. I can also remember brownie pack holiday. I can remember that. I can actually remember the house we were in. We didn't go camping. <laughs> oh, no, no, no. We were in a house, and it was nice and warm. And it was lovely, and I can really remember that. Partly because I escaped from my family for a week on my own for the first time ever. Now, my, I, my family are lovely. <laughs> don't, make me, you know, don't make me say anything. Some of you have met them. But um, I, I just loved it going away, and I think that's one of the good things about being a brownie, is you can actually go away from your parents and be safe, and that's really nice, and go on a holiday and have all sorts of fun, and eat, and that kind of thing. I remember this house, that seemed to have loads of staircases, and we ran up and down the stairs all weekend, so our poor brownie leaders, again, thank you to the leaders for these associations. But I can remember um, one thing, I can remember the parents visiting, I don't know if you do that now, where halfway through the week the parents came to come and visit their darlings. And my parents and my grandparents came, and you know, I I mean, I I said hi. And my granny bought me some apples. I told you they were healthy, didn't I? Anyway, but um, she bought me about sixty apples, and and I quite like apples, but not that much. So I shared them with everybody. Anyway, but um, but I can remember them coming, and I can remember one girl in the corner, and she was crying. And I remember, obviously had a pastoral heart even then, I can remember um, saying to my mum, what's wrong with her? And she said, she's missing her parents. And I thought, huh, they're here. But also, how could she? Oh, goodness, I was obviously a heartless child. I hadn't thought of the concept. I was having a ball. But anyway, so for her, it was a good kind of growing up thing that she went there and she missed. So I felt sorry for this, this girl who missed her parents. And, um, and I lent her my teddy, And that's another one of my brownie things. I lent her my teddy. Because you had to take a teddy on brownie camp. Do you have to take a teddy now on brownie camp? Perhaps it started then, but she hadn't got one. She'd obviously not read that bit of her kit list. But anyway, i have got my teddy and I gave it to her and then I scattered the apples. And that is all kind of background to what happened in the end. Okay, because in the end, they had the presentations. Do you have that at the end of your brownie pack holiday? You give people cups and things. And do you know, that was my first and greatest and proudest moment. I had a cup that big, and it got a little label on it, okay, and it didn't have drink me like Alice in Wonderland, but it had to Sally for being so thoughtful, and I had to think, oh, dear, how was I thoughtful? I can't remember being thoughtful ever since. But what it was, was it was all to do with the teddy and the apples. Because I'd shared the apples with all the other girls. I mean, how my grandparents ever thought I wouldn't do? Because, I mean, 60 apples is quite a lot to eat over the course of a weekend. But anyway, I, that was... And I can remember even now the rosy glow of pride. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. So that's my, that's my brownie memories. Can I fit them all onto a leaf? Okay, I don't know, but you may have brownie memories, I don't know. Sorry boys, okay, we'll have to have boys brigade or something. Oh dear, scout cap, yeah, you're a scout, aren't you? Yeah, we'll have to have a scout week, won't we? But anyway, that's my brownie memories. Apart from the fact that we had a promise. Ah, There we go. I'm not actually putting the promise up there. The promise has changed, you know, from when I was a brownie. I can almost remember it, but I'm not going to try just in case I forget it and prove myself wrong. But the promise now for brownies and guides is similar to this. I promise that I will do my best to love my God, to serve the Queen and my country, and help other people and keep the brownie guide stroke guide law. Can any of you remember the law? The br- not law generally, but the brownie. Oh, I'm impressed. to say it, because I, I could never remember that bit. I knew I had to keep it, but I couldn't remember what I was keeping. I had to keep referring to the G file or the equivalent. Does anybody want to tell me what the brownie law is? Fantastic. Come, come a little closer. Okay. I'm very impressed. A brownie girl thinks of others before herself and does a good turn every day. Fantastic. What's your name? Eleanor. And how old are you? Eight. You know, Eleanor. She's eight and she remembers it, and I can't. dear but I'm impressed because that's it isn't it the promise kind of sums up everything and it sums up all of the law and that reminded me okay it does get back to the bible that reminded me of the fact that Lord Baden and Lady Olav I didn't know it was Olav until I actually read it sorry I'm playing with my microphone Um, I didn't know it was Olav until that's the lady who um, who started the um, World Association of should I call them guides and brownies and sorry rainbows? Oh, I'll try and I'll alternate them. But anyway, they start, she started it, didn't she? Because I think Lord Baden Powell started the Scouts, didn't he? And then she thought, married him, and thought, if you can't beat them, join them, and get your own association. Oh, it all started with rebellion, didn't it? Mm. It was through that they felt, it's not fair that the boys have all this fun. So, right, that's good. So, girl power, there we are, excellent. But it's similar to, I think, that promise, okay, is similar to something in the Bible, which is in Matthew 22, verse 37 to 38. And it says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. Love your neighbor as yourself. I think that's similar. Don't you think there's a similarity there? You can see where it's coming from. You can see that they were Christian and they started it off with that Christian basis. Rather like Boys Brigade has that Christian basis, doesn't it? And, 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 and that whole idea of, of loving God and loving um, other people as well and caring for them. And apparently that bit in the Bible, apparently it says after that... All the law and the prophets hung on these two commandments. And it's a bit like the promise, isn't it? Hanging on the Brownian guide law, I think. Good bit of a, bit of a link there, isn't there, really? Anyway, that whole idea of kind of loving people and loving God, it's, it's sometimes to know it's difficult to know exactly how to actually do that. And sometimes it's difficult to understand quite a lot about love. And sometimes it can be a little bit like this. It says in the Bible... For now we see only a reflection as in a mirror. You know how you can't kind of quite see everything? And that picture is a picture about Alice through the looking glass. Have you read that book or seen that DVD? It's, it's the idea of Alice, I thought as a young girl, okay, Alice, she wants to look through and see and she actually goes through a mirror. Don't try it at home, it does not work, except in the books, okay? But it's the idea about how sometimes we can only see slightly, we can't see things re- really clearly. And in the Corinthians passage, where it says about this, when I was a child, I taught like a child, I thought like a child, I reasoned like a child, and then I became a man, stroke, woman, I put the ways of childhood behind me, for now we see only a reflection as in a mirror, but then we shall see face to face. And all of that passage, I won't go through all of it, but all of that passage about love that comes before it is trying to explain what love is like. And it says that perhaps we may not understand completely about it now, it'll be a bit blurry, but eventually when we meet God, we'll understand more about his love. So then, Girl Guides and Brownies and Rainbows promise to do their best to help other people. And Thinking Day, we've already said tomorrow, the theme is together we can end extreme poverty and hunger. And I think the timing is absolutely brilliant that it's actually at the beginning of Fair Trade Sunday. OK, Fair trade, Fortnite even. okay? And fair trade, for those of you who don't know, it's, it's a, the, the Fortnite is intended to kind of raise awareness of the way that we actually treat our brothers and our sisters um, in different countries and how we often exploit them so that we can get cheap food, and they don't get paid the right amount of money for it. So fair trade is trying to bring products onto the marketplace to encourage us to be fairer. So you may have seen on your seats these, okay, and the theme for Fairtrade fortnight this year is the big swap, okay. I'm old enough to remember the swap shop on telly with Noel Edmonds, but anyway, but it's the idea that you can come in on Thursday, okay, with your normal tea bags and swap them for Fairtrade tea bags, okay. But also you can do the same thing, I believe, am I right, Cece, wherever you are, in Warrington, can't you? And is that next Saturday you can do that, you can swap your non-fair trade chocolate for two weeks, for the whole two weeks. So you can go in with your chocolate and swap it for fair trade chocolate. It's just giving people that appetite, as it were, for fair trade goods. Um, And also, if you don't want to use up the supplies that we'll have on Thursday morning or next Sunday... You can actually just pledge okay, to do that. You can say, I've swapped my usual for... Okay? There's loads of different fair trade products available. There's sugar, there's bananas, there's tea bags, there's coffee. Now, some of them are slightly more expensive, understandably, because that's why we're actually paying the producers more. But perhaps choose certain things that you can actually do fair trade. I know we get fair trade bananas, we get fair trade tea and coffee, but we don't actually buy everything fair trade. So just think this year about that. And thank you, CeCe, for bringing the cup, okay? There we are. We have a huge big cup, okay, just to celebrate that we can swap our tea bags for fair trade. And thank you to everybody who was involved in blowing the thing up. When I saw it on the internet, and CeCe said, I'm going to bring it for you, I thought it was hollow, okay? This is full of air. Brilliant. Thank you very much to everybody who blew that up earlier. Anyway, just to link it all together, okay? no problem, No problem, is... Next Saturday, okay? Next Saturday, am I right, Cece? Sorry you weren't to be included in this sermon. But is it Mad Hatter's Tea Party in Warrington next Saturday? Okay? 11 till 3. Don't know what it'll involve, but I think a bit of madness, won't it? And I'd already, when I found that out, only a couple of days ago, when I found that out, I'd already decided just to have a little bit. Let's have the Fairtrade fortnight thingy first. There we go. I thought, let's have the cup. You see, poor Colin, I said I'd go like this please, but I didn't. Okay. I thought of actually using this theme, next okay, picture, of the Mad Hatter's Tea Party, just to draw out very, very quick points about fair trade. Okay, I chose this story because, like Alice in Through the Looking Glass, Alice in Wonderland is a bit of a girly story. Okay? And it's a good excuse on this Sunday to do that. And I thought that whole story could teach us something about fair trade. Okay? Now, do you know the story about Alice in Wonderland? Do you know the bit yet? Do you? What happened at the beginning of the story? Does anybody know? Yeah? Ooh, ooh, ooh. She went through a mirror. Oh, that's Alice. Do you know, I found out today, Alice in Wonderland and Alice Through the Looking Glass are different stories. And do you know, there's a new film coming out, okay, and she went through the mirror, that's right, with Alice Through the Looking Glass. But do you know there's a new film coming out with that one who did Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, that guy? Johnny Depp, that's the one. <laughs> and then also this lady called, um, I'll say it later because I've written it down, and it's, um, it's midging the two stories together. So yeah, you're right in the, in the film version, Yes. Did you forget? I forgot it as well, so I had to look up on the internet what happened. What happened was Alice was um, reading a book and she was really bored, okay, because it obviously wasn't an interesting book, and then she went to sleep. And when she went to sleep, she saw a white rabbit running down a rabbit hole, and she decided to go down the rabbit hole and follow the rabbit. And there were all sorts of adventures underground. Is that right? Yeah? Oh, 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 here we are, yes. She went down the rabbit hole, and then the rabbit ran fast, and she couldn't taste um, it. Uh, and then she found this key, and then it got it was up somewhere, and she and she couldn't reach it. Yeah, because she went small and then she went big and then she ate some cake and then she had a drink-me-drink and all sorts of things. Yeah, But the thing I wanted to just focus on, rather than giving you the whole story, but thanks for that girls, giving you the whole story is just one scene, okay? the Mad Hatter's Tea Party. And I thought in this one scene, in two minutes I'll tell you how it can teach us something about fair trade. What character can you identify with in the Mad Hatters? Well, it's actually called the Mad Tea Party. Don't need an answer. That's what's called a rhetorical question, a question that does not need an answer. Okay? What (laughs) character can um, can you identify with? Let's have the first character... Johnny Depp. Do you know, I did an awful thing here. I widened him, okay, which was bad enough for Johnny Depp, but not good for Alice. She looks quite broad because of putting her on the screen. Now, can you identify with the Mad Hatter when we think about fair trade, okay? The Mad Hatter, okay, I think that when Christians first started talking about fair trade, everybody thought they were like this, didn't they? Completely mad. It will never work. Nobody will ever pay extra money for things that are fairly traded. Just you're off your rocker. You are mad. Okay? But many years later, it has been proved to be not the case. They weren't mad. They were just listening to God. And actually, fair trade, for those of you who didn't know, fair trade actually started with the churches. And now has got to Tesco's. What a transformation. Okay? So moving on to the next picture. You could identify with that, the slightly mad person. Or perhaps you could identify with this character, the Dormouse. Now, does anybody remember what the Dormouse was like and did a lot of doing this in the story? Sleeping. Sleeping. He spent all of his time sleeping. Now, when you think of fair trade, can you think of perhaps some people are very sleepy and very dopey about it? Do you know, I read, reread the story of the Mad Hatter's tea party, and at the end, he was that dozy that when Alice left the scene, um, the Mad Hatter and the March Hare, come on to him in a moment, Mad Hatter and the March Hare were dunking him in a teapot, and he was doing nothing about it because he was that sleepy, okay? And I think sometimes we can be like that, can't we, about fair trade? That sleepy and that dopey and do nothing, okay? Next one, please. The March Hare. Now, does anybody remember anything about the March Hare? There's only one thing I can remember. Anybody remember anything? He didn't say a lot. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, Matthew, this isn't a rhetorical question that doesn't need an answer. Yeah, he's really old. Yeah, he is really old. Well, I assume he is. He looks quite kind of old. But also, he promised things that they couldn't have. He made false promises. He, when Alice got to the table, said, would you like some wine? And she said, I don't see any wine. And he said, that's because there isn't any. Which is a bit odd, really, okay? And the reason why he did... I think my idea of how you can compare that, perhaps, in fair trade, is the fact that some people make big promises and do absolutely nothing. Okay? Oh, yes, I think that's a really good idea and I'm going to do it. And you know, like we said about the Brownie Promise and the Brownie Law, no good if you don't keep it, is it really? Okay? So sometimes maybe governments try and do great big things and don't always achieve it, although they are trying to do their best and do their duty To Anyway, that's another promise. Okay, March Hare. All right. Are there any more characters The white rabbit. Now, you mentioned the white rabbit, didn't you? Can you remember anything about the white rabbit? Yes. Good. He was always late. He was always late. Can you see the watch there? He had a a watch in his breast pocket. Okay, and he was always late and always in a hurry. Now, I think... When we think about fair trade, some of us can be like this. Okay, I don't know about you, but sometimes I focus in Asda. You may have seen me focusing in Asda. I'm there, I'm like this, I'm not looking to the right or to the left in case I'm engaged. No, just you do that, don't you? Sometimes you rush around with not looking, okay? I don't know, so apologies if I've ever focused and ignored you in Asda. But sometimes when you go shopping, you're in such a rush, you haven't got time to look at the labels. Have you done that? You think tea? get it okay but they're quite good now the logo's quite good it's quite bright take a bit of time it's worth it okay and that's a message to myself look around there are people out there who you could talk to okay so sometimes as um people thinking about fair trade we don't take time and we're like the white rabbit although also i hear do you know i went on the internet they actually have this kind of sort of notes about Alice in Wonderland trying to find the deeper meaning. Would you believe it? But they say that in the story, the white rabbit is the person who moves things on. He comes into the scene and moves on to the next bit. How clever is that? And I think sometimes as Christians, we need to be there to move things on so we don't get stuck in just buying our bananas, but move on to coffee too. Next one. Finally. And in honour of it being the girl's day, okay? Okay. Who is the sensible person in the whole story? Thank you. I think we can ask a brownie this. Alice. Yes, and that's as it should be, I think, today. She's the sensible person. Do you know, this whole story is a story about Alice growing up from a child to an adult, Okay? and encountering all of the madness of the world and being sane within it. And she goes around all these... I mean, the, the Mad Hatter, I didn't mention the fact that he talks in riddles and talks absolute rubbish, but she meets all these people and she gets to drink all sorts of odd things and eat sorts of different things and manages to win through and be very sensible. But I do apologise to the lady. Let me find her name. Let me find her name. The poor woman. Okay. Oh dear, I can't find it. Anyway, she's got a name. She's comes from Australia, but she's Polish, the actress. But I do apologise, because she was half that size. And then I spread her on the screen. But anyway, so she, in that story, is a sensible one who looks at everything and analyses it and moves forward to growing up into a fine young woman. Okay, right? Now, moving back to the theme. Okay, you see this subtle manoeuvre here. Moving back to the guides and the brownies. That's what brownies and guides and rainbows is for, isn't it? Giving girls the tools to be able to grow up and develop and become the people that they should become, isn't it? And to mature and to have all of the skills like being able to build fires and all that kind of thing. And also to be able to cook those cakes at 10p each. But but that is part of what the Girl Guides is about, isn't it? To, To give them that focus and give them that direction in life. And I think Alice in Wonderland is a story about how a girl can grow and develop into who she's meant to be, despite the madness that goes on in the world around her.